What does the relationship between a type four individualist and a type nine peacemaker look like? Well, let's start off by talking about a few things that they have in common. Every once in a while, there's an Enneagram pairing that just kind of works. Well, in this case, that's the Enneagram 4 with an Enneagram 9. My analogy for this couple is that they're kind of like Disneyland. Sure, there's Mickey Mouse and all the little Disney princesses, but there's also this haunted mansion and a temple of doom. Somehow, it all fits together thanks to this cohesive thread of whimsical imagination tying it all together. And that's pretty much the Enneagram 4-9 relationship. There's some light, there's some dark, a rich fantasy world, and a deep desire to create something truly special together. Now, if we take a look at the actual shape of the Enneagram, we can see a few key points of connection that help explain the kind of natural synergy that exists between 4s and 9s. First, the 4s movement of integration is to the Type 1 Reformer, which is one of the wings of the Type 9 Peacemaker. Likewise, the 9s movement of integration is to the Type 3 Achiever, which is one of the wings of the Type 4 Individualist. These points of connection help explain why both 4s and 9s can be idealistic, like the 1, and ambitious, like the 3. Furthermore, 9s and 4s are both in the withdrawn group of the Hornevian triad. Withdrawn types are sort of your Enneagram introverts, but it's more about how they self-regulate in social situations. Now, both 4s and 9s can of course be extremely extroverted and stay out all night at a party, but eventually they withdraw their energy from other people in order to protect the sanctity of their inner world. The reason they do this is because both fours and nines are extremely sensitive people. Nines are sensitive to anything that disrupts their sense of normalcy, while fours are sensitive to anything that disrupts their sense of self. Lastly, your average fours and nines both struggle to take initiative because they have a significant amount of self-doubt. And so they often resort to living in their imagination rather than taking practical steps to pursue their dreams. However, when healthy, this couple is a great source of inspiration and encouragement to each other when it comes to turning all that dormant passion, creativity, and imagination into something uniquely beautiful, like Disneyland. Now that we've come full circle, it's time to zoom in a bit and talk specifically about what attracts the Type 4 Individualist to the Type 9 Peacemaker. The primary reason Enneagram 4s are so attracted to Enneagram 9s is because they're incredibly accepting people that make the 4 feel safe expressing the full spectrum of their identity. They can share their hopes, their dreams, their kinks, their fears, their crazy ideas, their worst mistakes, it all belongs in the safe space of the Nine's totally non-judgmental spirit. Nines can also have this impenetrable, cheerful demeanor, which helps alleviate the pressure many fours feel to hide their negative emotions for fear of becoming some kind of burden on the relationship. Next, fours really appreciate the way nines respect their personal space. Fours often create this kind of push-pull dynamic in their relationships because they want an intense romantic connection with their partner, but they also want plenty of alone time to establish their identity as a unique individual, hence the nickname. Nines rarely, if ever, impose upon the four's personal space because they're all about keeping things copacetic on top of enjoying plenty of alone time themselves. Most nines are happy just being in the general vicinity of their partner, and they tend to create such a warm, low-key environment that the four is usually drawn out of their self-imposed isolation anyway. Okay, last thing I'd add here is that healthy fours love the way that nines appreciate the little things in life because it helps counteract their core struggle with envy. Fours constantly compare themselves to all the lavish lifestyles they've seen in TV and movies and of course on social media. But nines have this knack for relishing in the simple joys of life, like having a glass of wine and watching the sunset after a long day. This unforced, 
pure-hearted form of gratitude is a really nice counter-narrative to the four's more ego-driven desires. It also helps the four feel like they're enough for the nine, even if they never attain their wild fantasies about fame and fortune. And on that note, it's time to discuss a few things that attract the type nine peacemaker to the type four individualist. One primary reason nines are so attracted to fours is because of the intense passion they bring to their relationships. Average nines keep the peace by reducing their self-expression, and instead they become agreeable and easygoing. However, this is just a coping mechanism they've had since childhood, and deep down they've got a wealth of emotion, creativity, and passion. And those traits kinda sound like a type four individualist, right? Well, one of the most common mistypes in the Enneagram world is a nine mistyping themselves as a four. This is even more prevalent if the nine has an eight wing because they experience a lot more turbulent emotion than the more stoic nine wing one. Now, all that to say, nines naturally empathize with the four's desire for authentic self-expression, and even their emotional drama can be a kind of positive source of inspiration for the nine to start getting in touch with their own true feelings. Some Enneagram teachers even describe this as the four waking the nine up to their life, and I think that's a great way to put it. Furthermore, fours can be just as patient and accepting of the nine as the nine is of the four. Nines catch a lot of heat for not moving fast enough towards their goals, but fours totally understand their desire to process and reprocess and re-reprocess their plan before taking action. Nines appreciate not only the lack of peer pressure, but also the four's ability to reignite the creative process whenever the nine feels stalled out or just needs to verbally process an idea. Okay, one last thing to add here that's small but comes up a lot, and it's the way that many fours will create a beautiful aesthetic environment within the home. Most nines love being at home, but they're usually a bit frugal, so their homes can become kind of sparse or a bit cookie cutter if left to their own devices. Fours, on the other hand, bring a much needed flair to the nines living quarters that they had no idea could make them even more happy being at home. This is usually more prevalent with self-preservation fours, so if that doesn't sound like your house as a four, like maybe you live in a minimalistic dungeon of some kind, it probably just comes down to your instinct. All right, now that we've covered more than a few points of attraction for this couple, it's time to dive into what conflict looks like between fours and nines. Hey there, friend. Uh, looks like you're a little more than halfway through this Enneagram relationship episode, which uh, means it's a great time to not only watch this fancy little neon graphic float off into the distance, but to uh, hit those like and subscribe buttons, you know? You know what I mean? You know those buttons that are sitting right there? Don't be coy, you know where they are. You know, if you're feeling non-committal, you can just hit the like button. It's still really helpful. Okay, let's get back to it. The 4-9 couple has a ton of overlap when it comes to how they experience conflict, despite having very different responses to it. In general, both 4s and 9s feel like conflict is exhausting, and they want no part of it. However, when a conflict does break out, 4s bring energy to it, while 9s remove energy from it. So what you have is one partner that thinks this problem could be the end of the relationship, while the other partner thinks it's not really a problem at all. Now, I talk about this all the time, but the harmonic triad is really helpful for understanding the different responses that Enneagram types have when dealing with relational distress. So if we look at the type four individualist, we'll see that they're in the reactive group alongside type six loyalists and type eight challengers. Reactive types feel compelled to express their emotions when conflict breaks out. 
Hence, they react, and they want their loved ones to validate or even mirror those reactions. Now, that's something that's going to be kind of tough for nines, because they're in the positive outlook group alongside type 2 helpers and type 7 enthusiasts. Positivity types really don't like to feel or even acknowledge painful emotions, and so they put a silver lining on everything or refocus their attention on whatever keeps them feeling positive. So, from the 4's perspective, the 9 seems emotionally out of touch and totally incapable of fixing the core problems of the relationship. But from the 9's perspective, the 4 is just projecting all their emotional drama onto the relationships, which would otherwise be doing just fine. Now, if the 4 and the 9 aren't willing to find a middle ground between their very different perspectives, then they start to withdraw into their own private worlds. This ties back to the Hornivian triad that I mentioned at the start of the episode. And essentially, you have one person that wants to sulk, and one person that just wants to chill. Now, as tension rises, a stressed out four can often get verbally antagonistic in a desperate attempt to get some kind of reaction out of the seemingly detached nine, who it turns out actually has a deep pool of dormant rage just waiting to explode out after all their years of avoidant behavior. The nine's wrath is incredibly jarring to the four that can't even believe how much disdain the nine actually has for them, especially given the fact that everyone thinks they're so sweet and non-judgmental. Ultimately, once this couple has their first major blow-up, it becomes a test of their willingness to fight for what they love, or fall back into this tendency to withdraw from things that just hurt too much. Alright, to avoid that sad portrait of a romance gone wrong, here are a few things the 4-9 couple can do to live into their healthiest relationship possible. Okay, the first piece of advice I'd give the 4-9 relationship is to share at least one physical activity with each other. Physical activity gets this couple out of their heads, out of their hearts, and into their bodies, which helps ground them in the present moment. 4s and 9s are both super prone to drifting away from the present moment because they get attached to this fantasy world going on inside their imagination. So getting into the body not only wakes this couple up on an individual level, but it also sparks the kind of intimacy that's only possible when both partners are truly present with each other. Some good options for this couple could be playing a sport together, going on hikes, and pretty much anything that isn't just watching TV on the couch. It also helps if this couple can find a geographic location that inspires them. Sometimes that's a park, or the ocean, or a beautiful city. Wherever it is, fours and nines just need places in the real world that create a sense of awe and appreciation for the life they're experiencing together. Because again, That'll help combat this feeling that their life is just not what they imagined it would be. Okay, next, and in a somewhat ironic twist, I'd advise this couple to have at least one place or activity that's separate from the other person. Nines have this bad habit of merging their identity with a more energetic or passionate person. So if the four lets them, the nine will essentially abdicate their personal direction in life in favor of doing whatever the four is passionate about. That's just a major recipe for resentment at worst and a general dissatisfaction with life at best. Now, I'm not saying the four needs to become the nine's life coach and help them find their purpose in life, but they should try their best to support the nine doing things that truly light their heart on fire. Okay, last piece of advice I'd give to this couple is for them to switch places. Emotionally speaking, that is. So instead of the four constantly sharing all their dark emotions and the nine holding space for them, try it the other way around. For nines, you gotta know that the four can handle your deepest, darkest thoughts and feelings. It's kind of their gift in life, so don't hesitate to take up space with what weighs you down as often as you need to. And for fours, you gotta know that the nine is just waiting to celebrate with you whenever you're ready to stop beating yourself up and acknowledge that you've done something worthy of praise. 
Nines also get such a boost from their partner's success, so don't let your low self-worth rob you of the joy that comes from a shared victory. All right, that's plenty of advice to get you going, which means it's time now to wrap things up as we always do with the patented YGAT relationship rating system. All right, first up on the YGAT relationship rating system is the spice meter. And I'd put the 4-9 couple in the medium to low levels of spice because there is some emotional heat, but the 9 tends to cool whatever intensity the 4 brings. Next is the power meter. And since both types are pretty content to just imagine being the president, I'm gonna put them way over on the peaceful side of things. That leaves us with the fun meter. And again, I'm gonna put them on the far left side of the scale over at Books by the Fire. Although they probably would love to travel together, it's just that neither person really wants to be in charge of actually planning the trip. So there you have it, the 4-9 Enneagram pairing, a medium to low spice couple that enjoys peacefully reading or watching whatever engages their imagination most. Probably some Disney movies, eh? Yeah. Or not, or maybe some horror films, who knows. All right, friends, that's a wrap on this Enneagram relationship episode on the 4-9 couple. If you're getting off here, then I'll say thank you so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed it, and please hit the like and subscribe buttons on your way out, if you wouldn't mind. And uh, hey, if you're sticking around for more Enneagram goodness, then I have got plenty more relationship-themed content for you to choose from right here, as well as some more lighthearted content if you're feeling frisky. Take your pick.